Hey guys, it's Simi, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as we are here on the 2nd of August, 2021, to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw. And the first thing I'm going to say, I have a question for Jason, I hope I say your last name right, Roa, Jason Roa, Roa, in the chat. He says, Raw was great for me, I was there live. Well, I have a question, because I have, so, okay. So when Charlotte was cutting her promo and Nikki A.S.H., whatever you want to call her, ran out and hit her with the chair, the crowd cheered and then immediately booed. They played a replay and then on television, it sounded like the crowd was going nuts, but it looked like the crowd was sitting on their hands. My question to you, Jason, after Nikki Cross earlier in the show hit Charlotte with that chair, what was the actual crowd reaction? Was it cheer then boo? Or was it like we heard on TV, cheer, boo, loud pop reaction? That's my question. What was the actual reaction from the crowd? Because to the television audience, at least to myself, it came off as crowd cheered because, oh, someone's attacking Charlotte. Oh, it's Nikki Cross. We're going to boo. But then it sounded like WWE hyped in fake crowd noise to make it look like the crowd erupted in cheers for Nikki Cross. But they just looked like they were sitting there like this. Most of the people. So that's my question to you. What was the actual reaction from the live crowd in Chicago, Illinois? While we wait for his reaction or answer, I guess you could say. Do the little rigmarole. Remember, I want to say thank you guys for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, if you are watching live, you can help us out a couple of different ways on Twitch by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel a couple of different ways. You can subscribe just like Broken King Slender did with a tier one subscription for 13 months. I appreciate it, my guy. But if you say, I don't want to give you any of my, my actual money, I already paid Jeff Bezos five bucks a month for Amazon Prime. Well, there you go. Because if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. And Prime Gaming gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel that you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I greatly appreciate it. If you subscribe to us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited, all you got to do, all you got to do is link your Amazon and your Twitch account. Bada bing, bada boom, there you go. Get that one free subscription, plus a bunch of other cool things from Amazon and Prime Gaming. Also remember, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out in the live chat, either with a super chat or a super sticker donation. All super chat donations do get read live on the air. And remember, you can subscribe to the channel by hitting that join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to exclusive news, early access to podcasts, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. But with that, we've got a Monday Night Raw to talk about. Let's jump into it and talk about what we saw at the top of this show, the WWE Champion Bobby Lashley and MVP. So the two made their way out to the ring, and the crowd gave them a pretty big reaction and then quickly started booing. They go, wrestlers, yay! Mm, it's the bad guy champ, boo. The MVP welcomed Chicago back to Monday Night Raw, and they erupted in cheers when he said, Chicago. MVP then noted that everyone wants to see Goldberg and then said, yeah, everyone wants to see Goldberg. The fans actually booed. I don't know if they were booing MVP or booing the notion of 
Goldberg showing up. Actually, I think I do know what it was. I think it was the notion of Goldberg because MVP recapped Goldberg returning a few weeks ago and challenging Lashley for the title, and they boot again. MVP praised Goldberg and noted that he could beat any man on the roster, which isn't true. But Goldberg didn't challenge any man. He challenged the almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. But let's, let's look at things for a second. There's logic here. Goldberg returned back in January to challenge Bobby, no, to challenge Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship and couldn't. Drew then goes on, loses the title, challenges Bobby Lashley, couldn't beat Bobby Lashley. So then you circle around. Goldberg tries to challenge Lashley. If Goldberg couldn't beat McIntyre and McIntyre couldn't beat Lashley, then what makes us think that Goldberg can beat Lashley if he couldn't beat the guy that couldn't beat him. It's, I know, kind of convoluted way to think, but it's it's a thing, though, you really got to think about. With that, he noted that Goldberg facing Lashley could be his final match. You know, he asked if Bill wants to remember, be remembered as a casualty, and the fans finally broke out in their Goldberg chant. Goldberg. Goldberg. Goldberg did finally make his entrance and the fans erupted. When his music stopped, it sounded like they started booing. Goldberg pointed out that Lashley looks like he's scared. The fans broke out in another Goldberg chant. Goldberg asked Lashley if he's ready for the challenge. Fans broke out in a, we want Wyatt. We want Wyatt. Chant. Goldberg noted, his age doesn't matter because he's always going to be Goldberg. He said that he lives by the spear and Lashley will die by it. Goldberg then told Lashley he's next at SummerSlam. Goldberg went to the back and as he did, he fist bumped his son in the front row. His son Gage, really grown up since 2016. I have to say that for sure. Looks more like his dad than he did when he was younger as well. Also, Got an update from Jason. Jason says, sorry for the late response. Not a problem there. But I'm still trying to exit the building. Yeah, it was a mix of cheers and boos and a pop. So the crowd itself didn't know how to react to Nikki Cross. It really sounded like they turned the crowd down. Because all we heard after they showed a replay of Nikki hitting Charlotte with a chair was boos. Also, my other question. In the main event, how loud was that This Is Awesome chant? on television, it came off like every single person in the building was screaming it. That's my, my only other question that I really have from, from a live perspective. How big was that actual This Is Awesome chant during the main event? Because I can tell that fans were doing it. This is awesome. This is... Because you can actually see fans in the crowd doing it. Not as many as it sounded because, on, again, on television... It came off like every single person in the All-State Arena was, was screaming it and chanting it. But regardless, MVP, or no, Goldberg fist bumps his son, goes to walk to the back. MVP then notices Gage in the front row, and he walks over to him. Well, actually, first, Lashley approaches him. MVP then told Lashley go back to the ring, and he starts yelling at Gage, saying, you know, your dad can't. Live up, your dad can't this, Bobby Lashley, the almighty champ's going to beat him at SummerSlam, and this and that, and your dad can't hang, and all of a sudden, Goldberg walks back up, and he spears MVP. He starts yelling, that's my boy, 
you mess with him, you're going to die. Don't touch my boy. And, da, 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 da. and Lashley jumps out of the ring to go check on MVP. So now they've added a, another wrinkle, another element to this. It's not just, oh, Goldberg randomly appeared and said, I want to challenge you. No, now it's, hey, MVP threatened my son. Now this is more of, I want your belt, and I want to show you don't mess with my damn family. Um, so Jason says, it was very loud. In the main event, many people were cheering more than more for Charlotte than Nikki. It wasn't until Nikki won that we cheered for her. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good to know. I know when they did the, and we'll talk about it more later, the We Want Tables chance, and then Charlotte pulls the table out of that place, erupted like, oh, we got what we asked for. So, interesting. I'm still shocked that Nikki doesn't have a superhero shirt yet. Just put the damn butterfly on the shirt. That's all you got to do. Just have it say, like, Nikki, A-S-H under, butterfly in the middle. Anyways, they showed Drew McIntyre standing in the back with his giant sword. Then we had a three-minute handicap match that ended in a DQ. It was Drew McIntyre against Veer and Shanky. Crowd seemed to be very behind Drew McIntyre here tonight. But the match itself and the subsequent segment after just went too long, in my opinion. McIntyre made his entrance, then brought the sword uh, and brought the sword with him to the ring. Jimmy Smith noted that McIntyre has named the sword. And Je- oh, what did he say? Angela, I think is what he called it. Angela, because that was the name of his late mother. McIntyre was in control early, momentarily, until Veer and Shanky sent him shoulder first into the ring post. The fans briefly chanted for Drew. Heels took over and beat down McIntyre. The fans slightly, from what it sounded like, broke out in a young punk chant. McIntyre fought back and hit a neckbreaker on Veer. He sent Shanky to the floor and set up for a claymore. Shanky grabbed his leg. Mahal then jumped in with a chair, hit McIntyre with it, and caused a disqualification. And then this is where shit just went. Yeah, okay. After the match, all three heels got chairs, which faced off with McIntyre. McIntyre backed out of the ring, but then when he came back, he had the sword, as he calls it, Angela. So, so uh, Ginger goes to swing the chair at Drew. Drew swings the sword, knocks the chair out of Drew's hand. I think it was Shanky. No. Veer went at Drew, and Drew took him down with a Glasgow kiss and then pointed the sword right at Shanky. Shanky was like, uh, 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 um, um, and then finally just jumped out of the ring. And this went way too long. This, this segment after the match. So we cut to the back. And McIntyre, Veer, Shanky, they're running. He's like, let's go. Come on, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And Kevin Patrick walks up. He goes, Ginder, can I get a comment on what just happened in the ring with Drew and him and the sword in this? He's like, we got a crazy man. He's going to chase us away with his sword. We got to go. We got to get out of here. I don't want my guys and me to get hurt. And they disappear. They run off. They, they're gone. As Drew's just in the ring, ah, Chicago, I got my sword. Not even caring about them anymore, but they're scared. They're saying that he's chasing them when he's not. He's in the ring. He's climbing them ropes. He's going, ah, Chicago! So, yeah. 
very flat segment there to be to be completely honest. And I don't even know if the live crowd, you can let me know, Jason, even saw the segment where Jinder was interviewed in the back saying, we got to go, let's go, he's going to chase us away, he's going to get us with the sword if we don't run away, let's leave, get our bags. So, I don't know. They also let us know that Nia Jax will be taking on Rhea Ripley tonight, which is actually next. <clears throat> Jax told everyone to watch what she does to Rhea. We had Rhea Ripley against Nia Jax. Went about eight minutes long. The match itself was fine. Some rough spots, but eh. The Nia Jax match, what do you expect? The fans gave Ripley a good reaction. And early on in this match, I don't know exactly how. But Nia like lifts her head up at one point, and you just see is her left eye, just blood, and slowly more and more and more blood. Okay, so this is even more interesting. Back to the Drew gender stuff for a second. He Jason said they did see the segment in the back with gender being interviewed by Kevin Patrick running away. Well, then that's even more interesting because then Drew no-sold it. Because on television, it came off as Drew didn't see it. It On television, it came off as that segment couldn't have played for the live crowd because Drew's just sitting there on the top rope. Braveheart moment. Very interesting. Very interesting that the actual segment aired because Drew played it off like he didn't see any of that. And, that, and it came off on television like it may not have aired for the live crowd. Very interesting. That's a funny one. Because they're all scared that Drew's coming after them. So apparently Drew knew that they were scared running, trying to leave the building, not just run to the back. He said, fuck them. I don't care about them. I'm going to play up to the crowd. Wow. Wow. Anyways, Naya bleeding down her face. Don't know where the spot came from, where she got busted open but it was coming right from the side of her left eye. And the more the match went on, the more like from her, this whole quarter of her face, just bloody, red. Don't know exactly how it happened. I mean, maybe when she went into the ring post, but I don't know because she went shoulder first into the ring post at one point. But the two are fighting whenever at one point Jax broke free of a hold from an attempted riptide and then sent Ripley, shoulder first into the post. Jax attempted a splash against the post, and Ripley moved. Ripley hit a cannonball off the apron, and Jax moved, and she hit Baszler instead. Jax jumped Ripley and hit a Samoan drop against the barricade. After commercial break, Jax was firmly in control, but Ripley fought back. She hit a Hurricane Rana off the second rope and followed with a missile drop kick for a near fall. Jax missed a splash and regained control with a leg drop for a close near fall. Ripley regained control. And went for the riptide. Baszler jumped up on the apron and tried to cause a distraction. Baszler jumped off the apron and Jax ran at Ripley. Ripley moved, rolled up Nia, and boom, Nia, Nia was pinned. Nia Jax loses. After the match, Rhea jumps out of the ring or whatever. And Nia and Shayna start arguing. Oh, you cost me the match and this and that. And, blah, 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 blah. and the fans cheered when Baszler took off her jacket like she was about to go after Nia or something. But then she just jumped out of the ring and the fans booed. Ripley then all of a sudden appears back in the ring and actually hit the riptide on Nia Jax. Okay. So was this the inevitable split of Nia and Shayna? Like, 
I want to see Shayna as a single. I want to see Shayna pushed and go for the title. But at the same time, they're not a bad tag team. And WWE can't afford to break up any more women's tag teams. I mean, we just lost Mandy and... Yes, we lost Mandy and um, Dana. But then we got Shotzi and Knox. But then we lose this tag team. Fuck, what do we got? And then recapped Mustafa Lee and Mansoor beating T-Bar and Mace last week. Because, well, this week we're getting it again. T-Bar and Mace against Mustafa Lee and Mansoor. Wally got a huge reaction from his hometown crowd in Chi-Town. The fans went crazy for him and broke into a loud Ali chant. And, of course, his team lost, but we'll talk about that here in a second. Mace knocked Ali off the apron immediately as the match started, and the heels took over, isolating Mansoor. T-Bar knocked down Ali at ringside and hit a springboard elbow for a near fall. Ali got the hot tag and ran wild. Again, the crowd cheered heavily for him in his hometown. He then hit a dive onto T-Bar at ringside. T-Bar fought back and sent Ali back into the ring. He knocked Mansoor down with a boot to the face. Ali then caught T-Bar with a DDT for a very close near fall. Ali tagged in Mansoor and climbed to the top rope. T-Bar sent Mansoor into the ropes, knocking down Ali. Mansoor then got a second, uh, got to the second turnbuckle, but Mace caused a distraction. T-Bar pulled him down. He then hit the apron on his way down. Yeah. T-Bar and Mace then win. So 50-50 booking. Babyfaces win last week. Heels got to win this week. What the fuck? After the match, the Heels jumped Ali and gave him a double choke slam. The crowd in Chi-Town did not like that for their hometown boy. Ali was just trying to make the save. Mansoor got attacked. Got a super chat from Jason Rowe. Really do appreciate that. He says, Love your work. Feel free to ask me any questions about tonight's show since I saw it all happen live. Again, appreciate the super chat donation. And again, as the more questions come to me, I'll ask them for sure. The ones that I like really wanted to know, I've asked. But as we recap, more things will kind of trigger and go, wait, for the TV crowd, it seemed like this was a different. So again, I do really appreciate the super chat donation. Really do appreciate that. Well, then in a weird, weird moment, it made it seem like Nikki versus Charlotte was next because they showed Nikki in the back and she's like running, you know. I'm like, is this supposed to be her warm-up? She looks like a little kid ready. For, it's like, hey, Nikki, it's your next bat for T-ball. And so the little kid's like, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm going to run back and forth till it's, you know. It made her look like a goob. Because they said something about this is next. The screen said raw next. And you see Nikki cross Nikki ASH so you think oh Nikki versus Charlotte is next no next was just Charlotte and this segment this did not work it was long and Charlotte was a little rattled it seemed like as well Charlotte comes out fans booed and wooed as Flair made their way to the ring Flair mentioned Simone Biles was drawing from the Olympics due to mental health issues and then tied that to Nikki A.S.H. cashing in money in the bank and winning the title, saying, that's the coward thing to do. You didn't even challenge the champion in an actual match. You just attack. That's the coward thing to do. And how many times have I been cashed in on? Not once. She grabs a kendo stick and says, I'm going to hit Nikki with this later and throws it in the ring. She starts looking around into the ring. I've been cashed on not twice. Looking, looking, 
Finally sees two brooms, grabs one of them, throws it in the ring, almost throws it out the other side of the ring. And she's kind of like, I'm going to hit Nikki with that later. Not three times, or three times, I've been cashed in on with the Money in the Bank briefcase. She's furious about this. There's also Becky Chance, or Charlotte. Actually, I'm going to give it to her. Charlotte knows how to play a live crowd. Crowd's chanting, Becky, Becky. And she goes, guys, Becky's not here. She didn't sell out the Allstate Arena. I did. I did. So, she's got all these things. She's also got a chair she threw into the ring after she said, three times I've been cashed in on. She gets back into the ring, and she says that Nikki can't win tonight, and she's going to destroy Nikki, and then she's going to walk out of SummerSlam with the title, and then Nikki jumps in the ring with a steel chair, hits Charlotte with it. Charlotte flies out of the ring. We get a a replay, and the crowd's whatever for it. Jason said they were kind of mixed on her, because... Nikki runs in on Charlotte in the crowd. Yeah! Then she hits Charlotte, and then we hear, boo! Then we get the the replay, and then after the replay, it just kind of seemed weird. Like, the crowd was very loud. Almost like they piped in some extra cheers. So in the back, Eve Marie and Dewdrop. They recapped Eve Marie and Dewdrop, and Tamina and Natty last week, they talked about Natty's injury. Kevin Patrick then interviewed Eva Marie and Dewdrop, and uh, Eva Marie didn't want to talk about Natty's injury, and they complained about Alexa Bliss and her ew gross ugly doll. So next up we had Tamina versus Dewdrop. Match went almost four minutes. So Tamina and Dewdrop had a fine short match. Nothing wrong here. It was just solid. I don't think either woman messed anything up, and it just seemed like a fine solid match. Dewdrop was briefly in control early, but Tamina quickly took over. She had a splash in the corner and started climbing to the top. Um, Eva distracted Tamina at one point, and Dewdrop took over. Hit an elbow off the second rope for a two. Dewdrop then slowed down the pace, and the fans broke out into a CM Punk chant. Dewdrop then followed this up with a senton for a near fall. They traded shots in the middle of the ring. Tamina hit a back elbow in the corner, but Dewdrop afforded a super kick. Tamina was down and even Marie starts yelling at Dewdrop. Like, Dewdrop, I don't know what she was gonna do, but to, but Eva starts yelling, crossbody, crossbody, do the crossbody. And so she goes, bounces off the ropes, runs to do the crossbody, Tamina moves. Tamina then gets up, hits her with a Samoan drop and just pins her. Eva causes a distraction of her girl. And Tamina wins against Dewdrop. And then Alexa and Lily pop up on the screen. And Alexa's laughing. Ha, 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 And your loser, Eva Marie. And I think I heard We Want Bray chance again. Or Bray, I heard some sort of Wyatt chant when Alexa and Lily popped up on the screen. They then played some music. And this went to a segment in the back. They recap Damian Priest against Sheamus, and then we see Priest walking in the back when he's approached by Riddle on a scooter. Fans pop for Priest and erupted when Riddle showed up on screen. Riddle said, well, first he was asked about Omos. He's like, oh, I'm not worried about Omos. It's not like I'm going out there by myself. I've got the power of Randy Orton going through my blood, and I hear the voices in my head. 
And, and Priest goes, oh, but you do. When he's, I loved that line when he's like, I hear the voices in my head. And then Priest just goes, just, just nonchalantly, oh, but you do. I thought that was a perfect line. Anyways, Priest is like, well, aren't you worried that maybe almost is going to break your scooter like he broke the one from last week? And he was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not worried about it. He goes, but are you worried about appearing on Ms. TV tonight? He goes, Ms. TV, you think I'm worried about them? I've already taken care of them multiple times. Remember WrestleMania and Bad Bunny? Just for, just saying. So this then leads to Damian Priest on Ms. TV. Uh, I got some more stuff from Jason. He said, we Chicagoans will never stop chanting CM Punk. He also says, well, we were shouting we want Wyatt during the Alexa segment. I bet. Um, uh, Tim reported that WWE trademarked the name. Yes, WWE owns a trademark, the trademark on the name Adam Cole. Yet, there is the chance, even though WWE owns the trademark, because Adam Cole used it for, I want to say, eight, nine years before coming to WWE, then... That would give him the opportunity to want to dispute their trademark once he leaves the company. But I believe that there is paperwork stating that if he were to leave WWE, he would get the rights to the name. I don't know if WWE would still own the name, but he would be allowed to use the name when he leaves WWE. So there is the chance. I, I do want to speak to a trademark lawyer. To learn more about this, but there is the chance that he can actually leave and still have the Adam Cole name, even though WWE owns the trademark. It's not like AJ Styles owns the name AJ Styles, but he signed the paperwork saying that WWE can use the name any way they want. It's like Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura, that's his real name, but he signed paperwork saying WWE is allowed to trademark it. I believe Adam Cole did the same thing, but I don't know exactly how that works when it's not your real name. So again, if anybody knows any trademark lawyers or lawyers that would have any kind of knowledge on trademarks and stuff like this, send them my way because I really want to learn more about trademarks and stuff. And that's the interesting one because I, I, I get it if it was his real name. His real name's Austin Jenkins. So I don't know how that all works when he didn't have a trademark before going to WWE. Yes, he uses the name for almost a decade. But apparently, if he leaves, the name could still go with him. So we'll, we'll see how that, that works. I don't know. Yeah, 100%. But I, what I do know is WWE does own the trademark. So there are some kind of things there that could get a little iffy. But I would assume in the end, he'd probably just get the name Adam Cole because of the the stuff that he signed when they filed the trademark. So, again, not really sure. So, next up, there was a whatever segment. It was Miss TV. It was all comedy, even though Priest is supposed to be taken seriously as a challenger for Sheamus in the U.S. title. Miz introduces Damian Priest and noted that he can't hide his disdain. Priest. Miz noted that Priest put him in a wheelchair. He's taking advantage of the injury. Or of the injured. He pointed out that Priest took advantage of an injured Sheamus last week as well. 
Fans then broke out in another CM Punk chant. Chris questioned Miz's actual injury and said, do we even know what's wrong with your knee? You say your knee's hurt, but what, what, what's the injury? Miz was then asked by Priest, you ever going to wrestle again, or are you just going to sit here and do this kind of stuff? Miz said, no, it's a real injury, and you're the one that caused it. Morrison then got in Priest's face and threatened to shoot him with a dipstick. Dripstick, not dipstick. There's no oil on this. Priest then noted that no kid wants to grow up being either of them. I mean, he said, who wants to be you? Looking right at Morrison, you're second fiddle to that guy. That guy. Priest said that he only came out here because he needed TV time to challenge Sheamus for the U.S. title. Instead, he'll take out Morrison first. Miss tried to use the dripstick. Priest stopped it. He then threw Mor- Priest then threw Morrison out of the ring and soaked Miz with a bunch of dripsticks. Then, after the break, they said, Sonya Deville then just came out moments ago and made this match official Damian Priest versus John Morrison. Match went about three minutes. It was good while it lasted. They didn't get any time. Like any time. Morrison had the advantage early until Priest fought back. He hit a series of kicks and forearms to take over. He climbed to the top, but Miz used the drip stick. Morrison then took the advantage. Morrison hit a Samoan drop over the ropes and went for a starship pain, but Priest countered and went for a choke slam. Morrison rolled up, rolled him up for a near fall, followed this up with a running knee, and then hit a standing moonsault for another near fall. Morrison attempted a move off the second rope, but Priest caught him. The finish came when Priest hit a choke slam for the victory. So Damian Priest obviously needs to get the victory here because he's going to start a program with Sheamus, which Sheamus ended up running down and beating down Priest. Ricochet would run out to make the save, and the baby faces cleared the ring of the heels, which then led to Ricochet and Damian Priest against Sheamus and John Morrison. This match went roughly three and a half, three minutes, 45 seconds. Again, another one that was good while it lasted. Babyfaces had the early advantage as Ricochet ran wild. Ricochet and Morrison ended up fighting each other alongside, along the ringside area. Miz, went to, uh, Miz wet the floor with a dripstick, and Morrison threw Ricochet across the floor into the steps. Basically, he set up a slip and slide. Jameson slowed down the pace, but Ricochet fought back. Priest got the hot tag and ran wild. He hit the choke slam for a near fall, but Sheamus made the save. Priest sent Sheamus to the floor, and Ricochet hit a moonsault onto Sheamus. Morrison used a cradle for a near fall in the ring. Priest recovered, hit the reckoning, and then picked up the victory. So Damian Priest and Ricochet do defeat the heels here in Sheamus and John Morrison. In the back, Bobby Lashley was pacing around as MVP still selling the spear from Goldberg. He says, you know what? I accept. Goldberg's challenge, and he hopes that Goldberg brings his son to SummerSlam. Now, I said earlier, man, how much Goldberg's son has changed since 2016. But now thinking about it, remember when we got the Goldberg documentary recently on WWE Network or Peacock, whatever you want to call it? They showed Goldberg's son has been like intensely training his body to play football. So I guess it's not that big of a shock that his son now looks the way he does because he's Got him a personal trainer, like a personal, specific football trainer. So they recap Riddle and Omos and their little stuff that that happened last week. And then we get a two and a half minute match, Omos and Riddle. Interesting enough, and we don't know why. I haven't heard anything. No AJ. No AJ Styles at all. In the back, Kevin Patrick, 
interviewed Olmos. He noted that he broke Riddle's scooter first. Now he's going to break Riddle's spine. What is this supposed to be? Bane and Batman? Ah, break your spine. I don't know. Riddle jumps almost before the bell. He tried locking on a choke, but almost broke free. We then saw, we then heard the bell ring as Riddle briefly hit a series of shots. Almost took over and threw Riddle out of the ring. Almost then threw Riddle over the barricade. Riddle barely beat the 10 count and got back in the ring. Almost then knocked Riddle off the apron and Riddle beat the 10 count again. Riddle recovered and hit a series of knees on Almost. He avoided Almost, but Almost recovered and rocked Riddle with a vicious clothesline. Almost then hit the tree slam and picked up the victory. Yes. Almost defeated Riddle in a two and a half minute match. What the fuck? And what is this leading to? I don't know. I thought it was going to be Riddle and maybe Randy Orton challenging for the tag titles of SummerSlam in less than three weeks. But there was no AJ and no Randy Orton still to be seen. Where the hell is Randy Orton? In the back, Alexa and Lily talked about all the people that Lily has influenced, including Jack the Ripper. Suddenly, Dewdrop would jump Bliss from behind. Eva picked up the doll and called it gross. Threw it to the floor. She stormed off. All of a sudden, the cameras pan right onto the Lily doll. The Lily doll then stands up. And as the Lily doll stands up on its own, we hear from the crowd, And then if we haven't gotten enough Rematches. We had Keith Lee and Karrion Cross in a nine and a half minute match. The match was good, but the fans weren't sure who to cheer for. Keith Lee, Cross, what are we supposed to do? And what happened? Keith Lee beat Cross. Fucking 50 50 the Karrion Cross, the NXT champion. You fucking kidding me? They did this promo from earlier in the day. Cross has got an hourglass, and he says, "Oh, as the, as the sands of time ticks, it's only it's only inevitable until I beat Keith Lee again." The recap: Lee defeating Randy Orton a year ago at Payback. Why? I don't fucking know. To show him that, to show us that, hey, yeah, this guy lost his last two matches, but he's not a complete loser. He beat Randy Orton a year ago. The two lock up. Lee back cross into the corner. There was a faint and brief NXT chant, and Karen Cross gained control until Lee hit a series of shoulder tackles. Um, Cross then sent Lee over the top rope, where he landed on the apron. Lee then hit a slingshot crossbody and got a near fall. Cross took over and hit an exploder suplex. He then dragged Lee to the floor and gave him a suplex onto the steps. Back from a commercial break, Cross was firmly in control and hit a clothesline for a near fall. Lee then fought back and booted the NXT champion in the face. He then hit a back elbow and a headbutt on Cross. He followed this up with some chops. Lee rocked Cross with a big shoulder tackle. He went for a spirit bomb, but Cross countered with a forearm to the back of the head. Cross then locked on the straight jacket submission. Fans came alive here. They were chanting for Keith Lee. Lee did break free, hit the spirit bomb, and pick up the victory, pinning the NXT champion. From the back, Reggie explained that he used the Reginald name 
and a fake French accent to get his foot in the door here in WWE. So that's not really who he is, but when he heard that Carmella needed a sommelier, he pretended to be a French sommelier. On commentary, Corey Graves was offended that Reggie bamboozled Carmella. Going forward, we had a 24-7 championship match that went two minutes. It was Reggie and Akira Tozawa. Match was okay. One thing I don't get, they do these Reggie matches like they're intergender matches where the men can't touch the women, but the women can touch the men. Where the challenger can can't touch Reggie, but Reggie can touch the challenger. Plus, how long till Reggie knocks one of these fuckers out with his finish or something? Because he's gotten awful close two weeks now. Which is landing right on their face. He literally almost landed right on Tazawa's face today with his little front flip finish. Anyways, not much to talk about. At one point, Reggie jumped out of the ring. He sat on the barricade. Tazawa ran at him. He swooped away. Ran up. Jumped into the ring. Swooped back out of the ring. Tazawa hit his face on the bottom rope. And yeah. Tazawa slipped in the ring. Fell on his back. He then took the little face Buster deal, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know. Cannonball in the air to the floor. Flip. Reggie's still 24-7 champion. Whatever. I don't know. In the back, Nikki A.S.H. promised to defeat Charlotte Flair tonight and prove that anyone can almost be a superhero. We had the main event. It went 14 and a half minutes. And it really sounded like the fans were into the match for the most part, especially when a weapon was used and introduced. And I thought the match was better than I expected, to be completely honest. Flair dominated most of it, and they did the same bullshit last week. Nikki would throw a punch. Nikki would throw a forearm. Nikki would throw a kick. And Charlotte would no-sell it. Charlotte's in control early. The fight falls to the floor. Charlotte's yelling as Nikki's barely moving around. Pulls the top off the announce table. The crowd starts chanting, we want tables. We want tables. So Charlotte pulls out a table. Nikki tries to fight back. But Flair pulled out a second table and propped it up against the ring. They showed Rhea Ripley watching in the back. Nikki briefly fought back. Flair regained control. He gave Nikki a several suplexes on the floor. And followed up the spear through the barricade. Back from the break, Nikki missed a flying crossbody and Flair hit a big boot to the face. Flair then pinned Nikki twice, but pulled her up before the three count. Fans chanted, we want tables. Table was set up in the ring. Actually, I think I also missed it. Where? No, I haven't got there yet. Okay, I thought I missed it. The table's now set up in this corner. Flair rolls out the outside and pulled out a bunch of chairs from under the ring. Nikki fought back into Tornado DDT off the apron. Fans broke out in a CM Punk chant. Flair then sent Nikki over the barricade and yelled that nobody is going to ever cash in on her again. Nikki attempted a crossbody off the barricade and Flair caught her and gave her a very stiff powerbomb through the announce table. Crowd went bananas. Massive reaction and Nikki looked like she hit her head hard on the table because Charlotte did the powerbomb and didn't just like powerbomb her and throw her down. Charlotte powerbombed her, had her by the gear and just boom and 
held her all the way down. Like, she pulled her down. Referee goes and checks on Nikki Cross. Nikki's not moving for a while. Selling this tremendously. And she sells it so well that Charlotte rolls her over, brings her to the ringside, like to the, the edge of the ring, and Nikki's just dead weight. So Charlotte's ooh, 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 struggling to get her in the ring because Nikki's just dead weight here, selling great because we've realized Nikki ain't really dead. So Nikki's in the ring laying on her back, barely moving. Charlotte's again yelling at the crowd. And she gets into the ring. She tries to pin Nikki with one foot. But Nikki kicks out. Flair goes to the corner. Nikki goes slowly to get to her feet. Charlotte goes to run at her with a spear. Presumably spear her through the table. Nikki moves. Charlotte crashes through the table. And the fans break out and allow this is awesome chant. Nikki then hit her twisting neckbreaker off the second rope and pinned Charlotte Flair. To pick up the victory. Charlotte had 90% of the offense. And Nikki hits like two moves. One that wasn't even of her doing. Because Charlotte crashed through the, the damn table herself. And then. Yeah. She just hits her move and pins her. After barely doing nothing in this match. She hit like a tornado DDT earlier couple kicks that Charlotte no sold, but nothing, nothing, nothing. And Nikki celebrates with the crowd in the ring, of course, as the show goes off the air. That was Monday Night Raw. The show was all right. If I had to rate it, I'd give it a seven. I'll give it a seven out of ten. With that, guys, remember, if you want to be part of tonight's show, you can do so by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. So looking here, check the polls first. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 50% of you thought tonight's show was just all right, with 25% thinking it was good and 25% not liking it. As far as the... YouTube poll does go. 41% of you did like tonight's Raw. 35% thought it was just all right. And 24% did not like the show. Also, according to Jason, he said there was actually a dark match after the main event, which that's what they've been doing at all the Raw and SmackDowns since they came back. He said it was New Day versus Lashley and MVP and New Day won. Well, there you go. New Day wins to give the crowd the baby faces and a happy ending. No surprise there. MVP get pinned, I would assume. Of course, the text messages do go. Remember, 510-906-1341. Number is in the live chat, and we'll be scrolling periodically. Right down there. Right down there. Or says, you think Big E will eventually cash in at some point? Well, no shit. Hold on. That's a question from Friday. Friday. Here we go. What are your thoughts on Adam? I don't want to talk about the Adam Cole stuff right now. We did put up an exclusive report right before we went live here. There's not really much more to talk about it with Adam Cole. Versus, I was surprised with Mustafa Ali with Mustafa Ali tonight because usually when a wrestler wrestles in their hometown, they tend to lose. He did lose. They lost. Ebar and Mace won. 
What do you mean, I'm surprised? No. T-Bar and Mace won. Go back and check. Yeah, T-Bar and Mace defeated Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. Um, this person says, I'm Robert Lady, but I want to just say I'm a big fan and I love your streams. Just keep up, keep grinding and shall you be blessed. Well, I appreciate that comment. Also on that note, I do want to thank everybody that have supported us over the last six years. Yesterday was the sixth anniversary of PW Unlimited. Didn't really do anything special. It's only six. It's not like five or 10 or anything, but I do want to thank everybody for helping us get to 170,000 subscribers. We hit that mark. During Raw tonight, we have now gotten to check the total according to YouTube. 107,001 subscribers. And I really do appreciate all the support you guys have given us over the last six years. Whether that is watching our streams here live, watching us on Twitch, supporting us on Patreon, and all that stuff. I also want to give a shout out to everybody that we've worked with over the years, like Nick, like um, Jess, like the guys over at Fightful when we used to work with them. I want to thank the guys at the Tim and Joel pod as well, both Joel Pearl and Tim Stone. I want to thank those guys as well. Versus says, I think Raw is okay tonight. Why Mansour Mustafa Ali lose too early? They lost because they won last week. I don't fucking know. Another super chat from Jason. Um, appreciate the super chat. He says, I have a question about Reginald. With proper training, do you think he could be an amazing wrestler? Also, one funny thing about the dark match, we're calling Lashley Trashley. That's funny. Um, I don't know. We know Reginald is an amazing athlete. That's not an, even a question. But could he be an amazing wrestler? I don't know. Because here's the question. We don't know what kind of beating his body can take, how physical he can be, and how much physicality he can take. That's the one big question. Yes, he's a great, great athlete. He can do this stuff where you throw him over the top rope, he does a corkscrew backflip and lands on his feet. But as far as the physicality of pro wrestling, that's where my questions lie because they don't let anybody do anything to this guy at all. I don't think I've seen him take more than like four clotheslines. So, great question, but I, I just don't have an answer because he's been so protected in not being touched. It's like I said earlier. It's like intergender stuff in WWE. The women can touch the men, but the men can't touch the women. Fucking Reggie can touch the men, but they can't touch him. Other uh, person says, Nikki A.S.H. truly survived against Charlotte Flair tonight. Does that push her over the long run into a main event player? No. Can't be considered a main event player when she fluked into a win after basically getting no sold again. Charlotte was taking kicks and punches from her and was just like, huh, you hit me? Chop. Nikki kicks her. Oh, a kick? Chop. Like, no, no. I still can't take, the, I still can't take her serious. Or says, you see WWE doing Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal in a Punjabi prison match at SummerSlam or Extreme Rules? Yes, I do. And Jinder is actually lobbying for it. Jinder has mentioned it, I think, in two interviews now. Hey, we should do Punjabi prison with me and Drew. Or says, my best friend was at Raw tonight, live in Chicago, and he said the crowd went for from cheer to boo when Nikki hit Charlotte. 
That's what we heard on TV, and that's what Jason stated as well. He said, Nikki A.S.H. winning tonight. Does this mean that WWE is making both characters? Both characters are getting the push. I don't know what that means, both characters. But to be completely honest, I don't see her holding that title for very long. This person says... What do you think will happen on the 13th episode of SmackDown? I'm excited. What do you mean the 13th episode of SmackDown? Like the Friday the August 13th? I have no clue because I don't even know what's happening on Friday, August the, the 6th. Gonna ask me about next week when this week's show hasn't even started. I had no clue. Are you going to it or something? Oh, he says, I'll be there. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no clue. No clue. He says, regarding carrying Cross. Heard the plan for him on Raw is to lose all of his matches until they are ready to bring Scarlet up and pair. Hearsay, I don't know. I had, I haven't heard that. Last I heard, Scarlet hasn't. There's some things going on as far as if they will or will not pair him and Scarlet together on the main roster. This is not a wrestling question, but do you play that guitar behind you? Yes, I do play guitar. Play guitar and I sing. Says, can you see Keith Lee going to SmackDown soon? Possibly in the draft, yes. Remember, there's a draft coming later this year. And this person says, was Randy planned to return tonight or next week? According to rumors and reports from other outlets, they said that they heard that WWE was, quote, and this is the way to get around reporting something and then saying that, no, we never really 100% confirmed that. We're hopeful that Randy could return by tonight. We're Hopeful that Randy could return by tonight. That's a way of reporting something, saying, I think Randy Orton's going to be on the show next week. But, 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 we'll say that they're hopeful. So that way, if he doesn't, we can say, no, we never actually said 100%. So, yeah. With that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember to follow us on social media. Facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling ULTD. Follow us on Instagram by searching for Pro Wrestling Unlimited and follow us on Twitter at PW Unlimited. Remember, we'll be live again tomorrow night right here at PW Unlimited Twitch, right here at PW Unlimited YouTube, talking about everything that goes down tomorrow on NXT. And remember, another pre-taped show tomorrow because they're still on Sci-Fi for one more night. So tomorrow's show is not on the USA Network. Tomorrow's NXT is on sci-fi. Just remember that. But with that, guys, I'll see you tomorrow for NXT. Have a good one.